family, what's good? It's your host, Anthony Mitchell, and by the hearing of my voice, that lets you know that we're here again with a new episode of the End Zone Club. So before I get started, I got to go ahead and encourage you, tell you, inspire you, nudge you, push you to hit the like, share, and subscribe button so that we can get the contents of this message out to the world we live in. Now, first thing first, guys, how is everybody? It's been a week since I've been with you guys with the new episode. So I just, I mean, I just got to check in and know how my family's doing. And shout out to my listeners all across the world. No, I didn't just say Mississippi. I didn't say Tennessee. I said the world. We're starting to gain traction in Germany, the Philippines, India, and several other countries on the other side of the ocean. So I am excited. So I shout out to you guys. Correspond, interact with us. You know what I'm saying? Let us know what you enjoy about listening to this podcast so that we can deliver more of that content. But that's another conversation. But today, today's conversation for topic, um, before I jump into it, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump back into an experience I had earlier in the week and uh, had an opportunity, got an invite to host a panel of men with, I thought it was unique, rather unique, because I don't see much of this kind of platform going on, and that platform was men magnifying womanhood. So basically what that's saying, you're getting a group of men, and we're talking about what we like about women. Now, my understanding, every guy on that stage was married. So we're coming from a perspective of letting women know how important they are. And I, I'm going to tell you what I, why I say that I think this is a very, rather unique experience is because um, if you kind of pay attention to like the sexes right now, you know, back in the, I think it was the 90s. That's probably when I started paying attention, but maybe some of my older listeners probably know more about this topic than me, so they can even bring it back to whenever. But there were books that were written that were, you know, that were devised or written to aim to share the differences between men and women. And there were books like Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, and all sorts of books that highlighted the differences in men and women. However, we were, my generation, we knew there were differences, but somehow you were taught that even with opposites, opposites attract and that they balance each other out. So wherever you're from, you can get somebody completely opposite, but what's meant to be will be. And that's how it was. But now I'm kind of, I'm kind of disturbed because judging from some of the people the sexes have chosen as their spokesperson, right? I'm almost starting to think men and women no longer like each other. And when I'm talking about liking, I'm not talking about attraction or preference. I'm talking about Tom and Jerry. It seems like man on site, there is so much going on when, you, you know what I'm saying? Like when they see each other, you know, or just whatever, you can post a story on social media and depending upon what your gender is, the, determines on which side of the arguments on. But what I'm saying is like, we're becoming destined to argue and fight and not get along with each other in a way that it has become toxic. Right. Uh, recently, I think when I really began to pay attention to this was there was a talking figure known as Kevin Samuels, who was a YouTube sensation. A lot of people liked him. Unfortunately, I didn't never have the 
opportunity to really sit down and listen to him. Um, just really caught on to who he was at the tail end. Um, but I never speak ill of the dead, right? I don't have anything negative to say, and that's just personal. I mean, he never did anything to me. However, I started noticing that in his passing, right, that this relationship guru who a lot of men adopted or, or shared, I was going to say adopted to his views or ways of thinking. However, I do come to find out that there were a lot of men and even women that liked what he was saying. They related to it. Now, it's not up to us to tell people what their experiences have been that have shaped the narrative of their mindscape. So that's not for me to say that they're one way or another, but I did notice that whenever they shared his views, there were always arguments with people from the other side of the fence, kind of like politics. And when this man passed away unexpectedly, very young, um, now we're coming to find out that it was my understanding hypertension that took him out there were a lot of people that kicked this man while he was dead not just while he was down but after his passing and that disturbed me greatly to see so many people as his mother and his daughter and his family is grieving people that didn't even know him personally having so much to say about him and all of that goes back to this toxic relationship that i am saying is resisting between men and women and i think we're in a generation where if we don't curb this relationship breach, it's not going to get better. It's, it's going to get distraught. So when you do have young ladies that are still upholding maybe some older fashion views where they do want to be married, they do want to be a wife, and that is okay. They do want to have children and have a family, which is all okay. There's so much that's going on that now they're starting to get turned away from this notion that it's going to happen. So circling back to this platform that I was on where men were magnifying women, I thought it was good to hear men talking so glowingly about women in a light that gave us courage and hope to know that there were still people out here that... So it was pretty... Ref <coughs> <coughs> It was pretty refreshing to me to be on a platform with other men that are able to see the intrinsic value that women bring to the table. And even all of our differences as men and women and being able to appreciate that in a manner where we're able to highlight it now. Also, it goes beyond saying that for men, our first ministry starts at home, right? What is it to get on a platform where you're exalting and magnifying women as a whole but you've got nothing glowing to say about the significant other you're with now that's a reality in dating you know dating extends into marrying once you get married the dating does not stop but you would be surprised how many people that are married that don't like each other i'm not going to put my weight on that one but it's a reality people get married and after the initial uh, glowing, I love you, you love me. After all that stuff is over with, and enchanté, mademoiselle, after all that stuff is gone, reality sits in, and people are looking like the Tyler Perry movie title insists, why did I get married? Not just one, but part two, right? So, we're on this platform, we're, we're elevating women, we're, we're, we're exalting them for where they are. Man, it just brought my mind just down this, this rabbit hole 
of dating experiences. I know you guys hear that bad weather. That is lightning, my friends. Here in the South, we have been having some torrential rain, so I, I, I'm going to not be too, too long with this. But anyway, and I was remembering back to the days when I was dating. And this is before I met my wife, which was a very dark time. I tell my wife that before there was her, there was no light. It was just dark. <laughs> but but anyway, I remember there was a there was a particular young lady that apparently had maybe, you know, had a little affection towards yeah boy. She liked me, but it was very subtle. And she never really let it be known that she liked me, but sometimes there were little clues. But you know how sometimes people are kind of undecisive, like they give you mixed, mixed feelings and you can't really tell, is this flirting or is this just being nice, right? So she wasn't a, a, a young lady that I potentially was attracted to per se, like when I first saw her, I was like, hey, I got, I got to get her. Oh, I got to get her number. Wasn't that, but she was a, a good girl, was a pretty girl, so I would have possibly have dated her, right? If maybe I knew she was attracted. But then it finally came to a head and um, found out later on that she did like me. When I say later on, like, you know, maybe I had started dating somebody else or whatever guys do. And she was like, you know, I never gave her a chance. And I was like, well, I never knew you liked me. And she talked about this reality that, uh, you know, the Bible says that he that finds a wife finds a good thing and has obtained favor for the, from the Lord. Now, I took particular exception to that verse because I think, especially in the church world, we misquote that. We make, especially with older value, fashion value, I think I'm saying this wrong with it. You attest to the mindset that a man has got to find you has got to be a mind reader, has got to know you are attracted to him because Ruth found her Boaz or Boaz found his Ruth or however we're going to frame this. I'm going to tell you that is there is a great misinterpretation going on and you will be left behind if you don't make it known what you want. Now, how you go about it, yes, there is a clause in this where some guys don't like aggressive women. Some guys don't mind aggressive women. You have to know this particular person that you're trying to attract their attention, what they like. Now, in the story of Boaz and Ruth, now I do think, men, we do bear the brunt of chasing the woman, right? That's how it is all throughout the animal kingdom. The men do the pursuing and the women do the picking of who they want to build a family with. Am I right? Yes. You know, there's a saying that says men get what they can women get who they choose but that's i mean i can't fact check that but it does sound true to me so <clears throat> what i'm saying is even within chasing a lot of what we have learned about boaz and ruth is we negate to realize that naomi who was the mother-in-law to ruth taught her how to position herself where she was able to catch the attention of Boaz. It was very subtle. She was like, hey, lay, lay at his foot at night. He'll notice you. I think that's a big portion of, of relationships is not only getting noticed, but staying noticed. Because y'all women, 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 is this true or is this not? Don't men, don't we seem to, once we get the women, 
we have to, or we get you guys. We did all this stuff while we were recording to get your attention, but then sometimes we we slack or we tail off. That's that's a very real analogy. So Naomi and her wisdom taught Ruth how to position herself to not only get his attention, but to be able to land the ultimate prize, which was this good bachelor who was a man of moral. He had character and he had money. And he apparently he had good looks because I don't think Ruth was the only one looking at him. In, in dating, I think sometimes there's also a detrimental thought that the man has to do all of the chasing. Because sometimes we're seeing this reality even as it pertains to marriage. The man has done so much chasing behind his significance, you know, what he's after, that once he gets it, gets her, gets this individual, he finds himself spending the rest of his life chasing this individual, making sure this individual is okay, making sure this individual's needs are met, making sure that, you know, he is expressing in the form of action what she is communicating needs to be done. However, sometimes there are a lot of men that are in relationships that nobody's ever asking him, are you okay? I, I heard a popular analogy that was like, sometimes women, we have the capability of, Man, it will go through the extreme to find out if this man is cheating, but will put no energy into making sure he is okay mentally, emotionally, physically. Can he be safe with you? Can he be transparent? Can he pour out of the intents of his heart when he's feeling something and it being a safe place? Safe meaning that whatever he shares with you doesn't come back at him when you're angry. There are so many dynamics to proper dating and proper relationships that I think we should have more conversation on this because you would even be surprised how in our cultures and our, you know, what we have attributed as being, this is just how my family is. This is just how things are. We sometimes pick up unhealthy traits and bring them into our relationships. And now we begin to replicate traumatic experiences that cause behavior from past generations. Now that's passed down to us. And now we're going about doing things in ways that are pushing the man away or pushing the woman away or causing us in every relationship, regardless of how they look or how much different from the last person they are. It seems like it's ending the same way. So with that said, being on these kind of platforms where you're able to evaluate how important women are to men and men are to women, we really need to have more of those conversations. And then sometimes in this environment where it's like iron sharpening iron and somebody sitting next to you is bringing out a topic on something that maybe you were struggling with or maybe you hadn't seen in this light and it it opens your mind to some areas maybe you have to grow in. I think that's how we get Tom and Jerry to stop being on site. That's how we get the Roadrunners and Wiley Coyote to stop being on site. And then sometimes to look at women and appreciate their femininity or to appreciate their brilliance or their intellect, their beauty or, or all of the what God has put in them. Now, for me, my topic that I brought to the table identified the woman as the most powerful piece on the board and that's coming from a strategy perspective meaning from chess if you ever play chess you realize the queen has the capability of doing everything on the board the, 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 that any other piece can do but her sole purpose is to protect the king protecting isn't always drawing swords protecting has a lot of implications which i would like to do a podcast on that 
So stay tuned. But that was my topic. And I and I challenge you if you, I mean, you know, based upon what you guys are hearing, hopefully I've said enough where it gets your it gets your attention and maybe you would like to hear more. So, hey, inbox me, message me, whatever. And I will shoot you the link so that you can hear this for yourself. But it's very engaging conversation. But for us here, I think we have to start having this dialogue where we're giving these conversations to young men early, realizing who they are what they I don't really want to say roles are but the characteristic of what makes a man strong you don't have to have muscles to be strong you can you don't have to be an athlete to be strong but you need to have a sense of ethics you need to have a sense of moral you need to be built on solid ground and have some things you're standing on be be about some stuff be going in some directions in life and with that said knowing how to talk to women knowing how to treat women knowing how to value women and vice versa for women knowing how to value a man you can be independent you can be strong you can be successful but it doesn't mean you have to be disrespectful towards men and i think that's where a lot of the conversation is lacking is that we don't value each other the way we should and it's blowing my mind as a man women have had such such a profound effect on my life i'm going to close this podcast with sharing this story over the last few weeks we had an unknown sickness that went through our home and man my wife was sick i am talking about can't eat all I can do is sleep, no energy to get out the bed. And even in that, with our babies crying and me trying to help and all of these different things, I saw her repeatedly pour out to her kids, you know, and I'm and not saying I was doing a bad job or was not engaged. But moms, you know what I'm saying? Deep inside, you don't feel like nobody can take care of your kids like you do. And as a dad, I was doing my best. But deep inside, I kept walking to the room asking my wife, are you OK? Are you okay, baby? Baby, are you okay? But deep inside, I was wondering every few minutes, I hope she can get up and do this because I was like, man, I don't see how women are able to multitask and do the things they do, but that helps me understand how they're so successful when they put their minds to things. But seeing that sacrifice was bad as she felt that she was just pouring into her kids and doing all she had to do for them and making sure they were still clean and and making sure their hairs were done and their clothes were done and clean and it's like hey i'll get it but then i'll see her get up at her own pace and she's trying her best to keep the house clean and she's so tired she can only do one room at a time and i'm doing all i can do and i'm realizing how great of a task that women carry it baffles me that when we don't have this reality that we are so willy-nilly to talk about women derogatorily with bad terms or men if you have never been in the delivery room and saw a woman give birth to a child i'm telling you that is an experience unlike any other it'll open your eyes but guys man i i really want to talk more in depth about this and have more conversation because i want us to be able to look each other in the eye as the sexes and value each other with that said, this is Anthony Mitchell. You were listening to another edition episode of the podcast known as the End Zone Club. It's getting ready to, to cut up out here. So, guys, I got to get off of this here airwaves and let you guys have a good day.